Welcome back to the Charity Matters Podcast. I'm Heidi Johnson, lifelong helper, nonprofit founder, and your host. I've been interviewing the helpers for a decade with my blog, and I'm so excited to now be sharing these inspiring conversations on our podcast. Join me as we learn the challenges and stories of innovators, entrepreneurs, and modern day heroes who set out to solve the problems of humanity. Today, our guest is Julie Fleshman, President and CEO of the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, also known as PanCan. Join us for an inspiring conversation about Julie's journey with pancreatic cancer in her own family and how she has built an incredible organization in the past 22 years that has changed the face of pancreatic cancer. You won't want to miss it. I'm so excited to have Julie Fleshman today, the president and CEO of the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, also known as PanCan. Welcome, Julie. We're so happy that you're here. Thanks so much, Heidi. I'm thrilled to be here. It's so exciting. You know, when I think about um, Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, and I'm going to say PanCan because it's a mouthful, <laughs> I, I think of these this huge organization, and I have to say... I was so surprised to discover how new you are. I mean, in the scheme of how much you've grown, you really are. 1999 is not your baby in the nonprofit world in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. 22 years. In some ways, it feels like I've been at it for a very long time. But but yes, in the grand scheme of things, we're fairly fairly new um, in, in the larger cancer community in particular. Well, it's amazing what you guys um, have been able to accomplish. Tell our listeners a little bit about what PanCan does and how you got involved. Sure. So PanCan is a national patient advocacy organization focused on pancreatic cancer. And our vision is to create a world in which all pancreatic cancer patients will thrive. And so every day, that is what we are focused on. Um, and we go about doing that really through a comprehensive approach. We fund research and clinical initiatives. We provide patient services. Um, we do government advocacy work in Washington, D.C. to increase the federal resources. And we have an amazing network of volunteers all across the country that are helping us to raise awareness, visibility, and funds for the disease. Um, and, you know, I got involved um, 22 years ago now. It is hard to believe. In 1999, my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He was only 52 years old. He hadn't been feeling well, but they couldn't really figure out what was wrong with him. At one point, he was told to, you know, go home and take some Tums. He was just having indigestion um, and, you know, and unfortunately ended up being a diagnosis of pancreatic cancer. Um, and he only lived for four months after his diagnosis. Oh, so and sorry. we were devastated. You know, I had never heard of pancreatic cancer. We really didn't have cancer in our family. Um, and I could not believe that there was absolutely nothing that could be done, that there was no treatments, that we were basically told, go home, get your affairs in order. Um, and so after he died, I, you know, was mad and I started to, you know, do some research back in those were the early days of the internet um, and found um, PanCan um, had just been founded in 1999 by three people who had also all lost parents to the disease. And anyways, one thing led to another sort of serendipity, um, and I ended up being hired as the very first employee in 2000. Isn't that incredible? I mean, it's amazing. I was just, when I was looking at the, um, 
at the research of, of what you've accomplished and how you had no employees and how you've grown to 150 employees, it, it's, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary growth. If you were any business, I would be buying a lot of stock right now. I mean, you, it, it's just, it's, it's remarkable what you've been able to accomplish. And I know no one does this alone, but it is very hard work. It is very hard work. And I, I, I just, you're my hero. I'm just saying you're my hero. And it's really incredible. But there's a lot of um, challenges that come with growth like that. And what have been, I mean, it's not just, you don't just, you know, wake up and go to work for a nonprofit and be employee number one. And, and all of a sudden snap 150 employees. There's a lot of things that happen along the way. So what have been some of the, the, the bumps and the challenges? I mean, in the early days, especially. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's two sets of challenges. One is the challenge of this disease. It is, you know, it's it is a challenging disease scientifically. Um, certainly, when PanChem was founded, literally there was very little known about even why it was challenging. Um, so the baseline was really nothing, um, and there was so little research happening anywhere in the country for focus on pancreatic cancer. So there was that challenge of how do we even, you know, attack this? What is the strategy, and what do we do? And then there's the challenge of the organization and the operations and raising money and what are our programs going to be and yeah, hiring staff and all of those things. So, you know, take a day, but one day at a time, I think, um, I think we did a really good job in the early days of creating excellent programs that were serving the pancreatic cancer community from our patient services that was literally providing services to patients and families, but also on the research side, really looking at the big picture and saying, okay, at this time we're small, what, what, where's the, where can we have the greatest impact with the least amount of dollars? And I think we did a good job of sort of, you know, being smart in those early days about what those things were, you know, and then just feel very lucky that it is an amazing community. Um, from the research community to the constituents, volunteers, and donors um, who have helped us to, to continue to grow year over year. I mean, it's it really is um, it really is remarkable your growth. But you guys have really done a lot with research. I mean, an enormous amount with research. And so I can't even imagine when you're starting and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to raise these funds and I'm bringing this community together and I'm connecting everybody and I'm, I'm bringing all and then now where do you even take the funds that you've raised? Because it doesn't even, it's not, there's not, it doesn't exist. You're creating a pathway. You're building the road. There wasn't even a path for which you to follow. You built the road to the, to that place as well, to deliver that community and those funds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, every step along the way, I would say we were looking and saying, you know, not what is what exists and how can we fix it or make it better, but what is needed in order even to take the next step. Um, and and I think um, certainly, you know, my um, my framework, how I look at things, and the culture of the organization is let's take the hard challenges. Let's take the things where we can make the most unique difference and bring in the most unique perspective, um, and let's take risks. 
this is a tough disease that is not going to be solved by doing the status quo. And right. I've been lucky to have a board of directors that supports, you know, that philosophy. Um, and I think is, you know, the culture now of the organization and staff that, that we hire to be very entrepreneurial. Um, and, oh, there's the brick wall. We're going to go knock down the brick wall. Right. Well, and I think people don't always think of it with nonprofits, and it's really part of, I think, one of my purposes in, in sharing these stories is that, you know, people who run nonprofits are entrepreneurs. I mean, they are entrepreneurs. They are problem solvers. They are change makers. They are solutions based. They are looking for ways with very little means, typically, to solve the problems of humanity. And in your case, a major life-threatening terminal illness. I mean, this is not for the light, you know, the, for the lighthearted. This is, this is not a, a job you take on unless you're passionate about it. And you really think, you know, you don't think, you know, you can make a change. And, and I think that the world needs to see people like this and realize that it, this is how the change happens is when you bring a community of like-minded people together, which is exactly what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had people say to me all the time, it's pancreatic cancer. It's so awful. And people are dying every day. And how do you do that every single day? And I just don't see it that way. I see this amazing community that's full of life and spirit and energy that all want to make this better and, and want to, yeah, want to change um, the world for, for, for better for pancreatic cancer patients. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's that energy that is needed when you're doing something this, this hard. A hundred percent. And so speaking of hard, I mean, I always say um, it's, you know, running a nonprofit to me is a little bit like carrying a heavy bucket because we're not manufacturing pencils or we're not selling an item. When we lay our head on the pillow at night, we're thinking of the people that we helped or we didn't help, the people we need to help. We have people on our backs, literally, that we are supporting in some way. And that comes with a a lot of weight. Plus we have, we have lives. We still have laundry. We still have to go to the store. We still have life and all the crazy things that life brings. And so when that bucket is heavy, you know, what fuels you to, to keep, to keep going? Yeah. I mean, I think although, you know, it can be heavy and, and progress in cancer research is not fast. So, you know, the progress is never as fast as we, as we want it to be, but you know, you, you meet people and you hear their stories and, you know, the, you talk to a patient and their, um, you know, desire to, they know maybe that they're not going to beat it, but they want to be a part of helping to make sure that it's better for future people. And so, you know, that, that just gives you that inspiration to say, we got to keep doing this for them. You know, if, if, if they're not here to get to be that voice, we have to be that, that voice for them. And, and there are successes, right? It's not maybe the, the, the big win that we all want that there's a cure, but there are steps every day towards that. And so you really have to celebrate sort of those small, those small wins. Absolutely. So, I mean, are there ever moments and, you know, some people call them light bulb moments, Oprah calls them aha moments. I call them moments of grace where, you know, not one person I've ever interviewed says, oh yeah, I did this. I solved this. I never once, never, ever once, because that's just not who the nonprofit community is at all. But there are moments that we're placed in 
where we know we had a small hand in some magical thing and it just kind of stops us. It, to me, it's like a payday. And I don't know if you can think of any of those moments like that, but if there's some moment there where you talk to someone and they say, you know, because of Pan Can or because of your work, this happened. Do you have a moment like that or um, I mean, like the that things that, that um, I that always sort of make me so proud of what we are doing um, is when we bring our community together. And I'm de deeply missing that through through the pandemic yes. of being in person with everyone. But, you know, when we bring our volunteer leaders across the country together and our researchers together, there is this um, this pride in being a part of PanCan and being a part of this movement together that is trying to change, you know, outcomes for patients. And so when, when I feel that energy, you know, it's that you walk into the room and you feel it and you know it. And I think, wow, we were a part of creating this, um, this, this sense of excitement and energy and momentum. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty inspiring and exciting. It, it's pretty magical. I mean, that's what I, that's the fuel that keeps, that keeps the engine going, right? It's those yes. moments that, yes. that keep us picking that bucket up again yes. and again and again. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> we can do it. So, you know, I hate the word impact. I have this love-hate relationship with it because um, it's a great word for all of us to, to measure our success and to look at what we've done and to, to share with the world what we've done. But, you know, how do you measure a life that lit was because of your research had an additional amount of time. How do you measure impact on, you know, moments with loved ones that are sick that you've extended through research? How do you, you, there's no measurement tool for, for that, which is why I don't like the word, but if you, you know, had to do a billboard or a big advertisement or what you want to say about what you really think your impact has been, which is incredible. Um, you know, what would be your highlight reel? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, right, we're trying to change patient outcomes. So right. for cancer and looking at pancreatic cancer, we sort of use the five-year um, survival rate. Like that's the kind of capstone. Um, it doesn't move very, very quickly, but it has moved from really 3% when I started doing this to 10% today. Wow. Still unacceptable, but, um, but is absolutely moving in the right direction. And, and then you have to look at sort of all the things right day to day that are getting us, you know, there from the research grants that we're funding and when and those researchers go on to publish that work and that published work changes practice or adds to, you know, the next researcher who's now going to take the, that outcome and they're going to add to it to get to the to the next step you know, to our patient services program. Just last year alone, we had 45,000 interactions with patients and families um, through email and phone calls and people wow. attending our webinars and, you know, using all of our different services within our patient services. I, I know from the, the quotes and the feedback that we get how meaningful that is to people, um, especially those families that connect with one of our case managers and utilize them throughout their journey, that right. when that family member dies, usually our case managers get the most beautiful email or card from the family saying, you know, thank you for being there with us through this whole journey. And so even though the outcome isn't what we want it to be yet, um, 
they add to the uh, making it a more positive experience. Um, and, and, and I can see there, there, there is a pancreatic cancer research community today that didn't exist. There was not a research community focused on pancreatic cancer 20 years ago. There absolutely is today. Big right? applause. They, yes. I mean, so, and there are more <laughs> federal resources being, um, you know, being um, put towards the disease. There are more private resources, not just PanCam, but sort of across the board. You know, all of that is helping to drive um, and accelerate progress. And, um, and, and we're learning things. I mean, I feel like every year now, there's sort of this major, wow, look at this scientific breakthrough um, that before maybe we, it was like every five years, every 10, I mean, it felt like it was a really long time between when it felt like we were making progress and you can definitely see the momentum is picking up and, and the, the rate of progress is much faster. I mean, that's remarkable. I remember interviewing um, Myra Biblo from the Breast Cancer Research Foundation um, a couple of years ago. And and I really didn't, I really did not realize how interconnected all the cancers are. She's like, we start doing something for one cancer, for our, for breast cancer, but we unlock a code of sequences that lead us down a path that might help another kind of cancer. And so it was fascinating to me that all the research dollars that they're doing, and I'm sure you're doing, are not only helping your cancer, but probably helping other cancers as well. Absolutely. And the strategies, right, to get to whatever that outcome was, even if it, it, even if the, the science isn't exactly the same or the, the strategy for how we got there, those are things that we can all borrow from each other and, and absolutely learn. I mean, and, and to create, you know, a research so, uh, where research didn't exist. And that is in itself Herculean. It's a Herculean, like that is a mountain to make that happen. So, I mean, there's some, there's some serious impact. If I could have a big, you know, a big, if I can insert the applause of the audience noise now, this is where I'd be, would be inserting it. So, you know, you've accomplished so much, but it, you know, if you could dream any dream, for PanCan, what does that dream look like? What's the dream? Yeah, so, you know, it is so interesting. About three years ago now, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, it was so diagnosed sorry. early because I had a mammogram. And it was very early stage. And I was given multiple options for what I wanted to do. And I chose my option and I'm cancer free. And it was in the grand, thank you. In the grand scheme of things, it was a bump in the road, but it was just a bump in the road and, 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 and all was fine. And that's what it should, that should be the experience of every person diagnosed with cancer. And so ultimately, if there was an early detection test for pancreatic cancer, that a patient was diagnosed early enough where there are multiple treatment options and they are cured. That, I mean, that's the ultimate dream, right? Amen, right? We've, we've set out to do what, what we, you know, what we, what we wanted to accomplish and any step in between that, um, right. you know, it'll start off, we'll start to extend life, 
but boy, someday, I hope, um, I hope it's in my lifetime. Um, oh, I, you know. I think it will be. I think it will be. The, <laughs> at the rate you guys are going, I'm pretty sure it will be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it will be. I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible. And you really, you think about that. I mean, you know, um, Myra Biblo and Evelyn Lauder were best friends and, Evelyn, they were at a kitchen and sitting there having coffee and, and Evelyn was talking about, you know, breast cancer and she yeah. and just two girlfriends having coffee. And she yeah. said, you know, if we could just do some research, if we could just figure out what, what, what's happening here and, and look at what's happened. And I think you're on the exact same path. I mean, I really think, you know, you are, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's not that it's cured, but that research really, it just funds so much change. Yeah. And, and my perspective after going through that myself of patient advocacy, all I could think of was thank goodness for the breast cancer advocates that came before me that made this journey for me, you know, fairly simple in the grand scheme of things. Right. And so grateful that we're doing that for pancreatic cancer. That's, that's awesome. I know it is kind of a surreal thing when <laughs> it hits a little home and you're like, whoa, like, wait a minute. Like I'm I do not this, supposed to be the one. This is it, right. This I'm helping people. I, I'm, the, I'm the one who helps people. Right. right. Yeah. That, that, that is challenging, but I'm sure there's, there are a lot of lessons that came out of that as well. Yeah. So do you have a motto that you kind of live by or stick by or a phrase that you say a lot, or maybe something that helped you when you were going through that or something that's kind of like your go-to Phrase. You know, I don't know if I have a phrase, but I believe that we can do whatever we set out to do. Um, so, you know, let's have a, you got to have a plan. You can't just you right. gotta have a very good plan um, and have the resources behind it to make it successful and then go do it. And if someone tells you that you can't, I've been told that we cannot do something so many times over the last 20 years, or that's not the way it's done in this field, or that's not the way the <laughs> cancer community works. Um, and if we had listened to that, we would not have gotten to where we are and not made the advances. So, you know, you have to put all of that sort of aside. Um, you certainly don't want to ignore good advice, but um <laughs> But, but to say, I, I understand that's not the way it's been done, but I believe we can do better and we have a plan for how to make that happen. Well, and that's how the world changes, right? I mean, it is the people that just say, mm, yeah, no, I'm not going to take that no for an answer. Yeah. We're going to keep going. And, and people that have a passion and that are obviously leaders, which you are, um, which always have a plan, a leader always has a plan and, and can always communicate it and always knows how to bring everyone around to rally around it. And I think that leadership and that passion is what really, I mean, it changes our world. And I think that nonprofits are such a, an incredible example of that. And I don't think people focus on, um, on the entrepreneurship and the leadership that happens in nonprofits as, as much as they should, because miracles are happening for humanity every day because of our work every yeah. day. Oh. And yeah. I mean, I just, there's so many amazing leaders right across all the entire nonprofit um, community that certainly don't get the credit that they all deserve for the work that they do. Uh, uh, amen. A hundred percent. I mean, I, and I, I'm not um, trying to like say anything negative about the Kardashians or any of that space, but I just <laughs> wish the world was focusing on 
on our modern day heroes, the people that are really moving the needle to help other people. And, and yeah. to me, that is like my personal mission is to move that needle in any yeah. way that I, in any way that I can. Well, and I think well, working right in a nonprofit, one of the things that you do see is there are so many good people in this world who want to help, who want to volunteer, who want to give, who want to be a part of making um, making our world better. Um, and, and, you know, certainly the last year and a half through COVID and all of the challenges that everyone was facing, um, you also saw just the incredible good um, that so many people have that said, you know, I'm going to raise my hand, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to help you help you through this. And, and I agree. And I think that we are in a privileged position in nonprofits. We get paid. We certainly don't do this to get rich. Um, we do this for humanity and we get paid in humanity and we get we see the best and sometimes the worst. But we see we see a lot more of the best in people. And we're in a privileged position to witness that. And and to me, those are the paydays that, yeah. that are just the most rewarding when you get a note from someone who's whose you know, family just went through pancreatic cancer, that you had a hand in some tiny way of helping that family, that's a payday. Yes, that, yes that's a payday. I agree. Yeah. That's a payday. And I think that, that if the world could start seeing how great it is to help people and how, how there's no other feeling like knowing that you help somebody else, um, it wouldn't it be such a great place? It would just be such a... <laughs> It would just be so great. I mean, sometimes I live with rose colored glasses, but I think it would be a great place. <laughs> That's just me. Well, there's so many life lessons. I can't even imagine, um, you know, being a young girl and losing your dad. Um, that in itself, the life lessons of just grief and loss, the bumps along the road and the challenges of doing this work. But what do you think are some of your the big life lessons you've learned in this 22 year journey? with pan can. I mean, there's, there's, that's a lot of life and that's a lot of lessons. So, and I'm sure you could write a book, but you know, if you, if you had to pick a couple that you, that you think people would, could share, what would some of those be? Yeah. Um, you know, I think collaboration is so important, um, in a, in conquering a disease like pancreatic cancer. Um, and I mean that in, you know, you've got in particular, if you look at on the research side, you've got researchers who all have different um, areas of expertise. They have different theories behind how they think, you know, what is the best way to, um, you know, to move forward. And as an organization, our role isn't to take sides. Our role, because we don't know either what is the best way forward, but it's to bring this community together and collaborate um, and bring the different disparate ideas and let people, it's okay at the table to have different ideas. And then we figure out sort of how do we meet in the middle to find the best solution um, to move forward. So I feel like, um, I hear a lot about some of the other cancer research communities that where there is more, maybe more infighting and it is not as collaborative. And I believe that PanCan has been an essential part of creating this very collaborative sort of spirit within the research community and this expectation that that's how we work and that's how we make progress. So I guess, uh, I don't know if that's a life lesson, but that um, continued um, 
ability to bring people together and to collaborate and for it to be okay that people have different opinions and not to be scared of that is really ultimately how you get to the best solution and how you keep everybody sort of in together wanting to to work towards the end goal. So I think that's been something, you know, and that spirit resides, you know, you could take that and talk about that within a staff team as well. Right. But I think it, it from the perspective of really advancing the disease, that has been really important for the research community. Well, and you lead that collaboration. When you create that culture and that acceptance of other people's ideas and a safe place for people to be trusted and to share all of that, I mean, that's that's your leadership that creates that. That doesn't just exist you've created that environment where people feel safe to do that and that's and that is a huge credit to you that's that's a gift that you that you've given to this disease and to your team that's a big that's a big gift how do you think this this whole journey because it's it's kind of a wild ride right it has changed yes, you do you think is. you've changed obviously you've grown as a person but how yes. do you think how do you think you've changed through all of this yeah i mean i've certainly grown as a person i've certainly grown as a leader you know you can imagine i started as employee number 1 with no employees <laughs> and today 150 employees and that alone there's a whole journey just there and in and man, managing a staff team growing a staff team um and just the sort of operation aspects of all of that. So I've certainly grown a lot um, or learned a lot um, in, the, in that area. I mean, I think, I think, again, working in something where, you know, there are a lot of sad stories. I mean, every day we're, right. you know, he hearing stories and talking to patients and families um, that are going through this challenging um, diagnosis. And in many cases, you know, unfortunately, the patients, you know, um, do ultimately die from the disease. Um, and so it gives you a pretty unique perspective on life of, of what matters right. um, and what's really important. Um, and so I think that's probably, I don't probably realize how much my sort of perspective has, has changed because of that. But I think that's, you know, why I, not a lot really bothers me or really worries me. I, I, I believe that we, it'll be okay. We will figure it out. We will, we, we, we have, you know, the, the, the right goals in mind. Um, and I'm, I think the experience of working just in these challenges all the time for 21 years kind of gives you that perspective. <laughs> Absolutely. And also, I mean, you, you were young when you lost your dad. And I think when you, I lost my mom, she was 60. Um, and to me, one of the gifts of that loss was realizing how precious life is. And when you're young and I was in my early thirties, um, you know, it, it changed my life forever. It was like, I had rose, I, not rose colored glasses. I had glasses that were crystal clear on what mattered to your point that it becomes so obvious, like where to spend your time and, and what it, it just becomes so clear where before I would have worried about some crazy thing that. I wouldn't even think two cents about it now. And I think that that loss um, and, and even working in a space with loss reminds us of that, uh, of how precious our life is and how and what a gift it is and how lucky we are to use it in a way to help people. Yeah, I mean, abs yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, I. 
it is hard for me sometimes to believe 20, it was 22 years ago that he died. I mean, really, yeah. it feels like a lifetime ago in some right. ways. And in other ways, you know, I can still remember, you know, sitting on the couch next to him and, and having, a, you know, a heart to heart. So, um, yeah, those are things when you lose a parent um, or someone close to you, those are things that are um, life changing and really do change the way you, you view the world. A hundred percent. I mean, my mom, it'll be 20 years this year and it's the same thing. It feels like yesterday, but I do. um, I just think that I'm so grateful that I'm so grateful for the gift of knowing how precious life is and that, and if that's what came out of this loss and the ability to help other people like yours, um, that's a pretty phenomenal legacy for your father. He must be shining down and very proud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always think, God, I'd love, of course, my dad to be back, but I also cannot imagine my life without PanCan. This right. has become such an important part of who I am and what I do and just everything. It's so important to me. Um, so I feel like in this strange way, he gave me this amazing gift. Um, uh, 100%, right. percent, hundred percent this work and, and, and not just do work, but feel, you know, passionate and committed and really want to be a part of, um, you know, changing outcomes. A hundred percent. And what a beautiful legacy you have given him. I mean, it's a remarkable legacy, a remarkable legacy. And, and I, you should be so proud. And as I know he is. So tell us, since I know your dad is cheering you on from someplace <laughs> far above and cheering this whole thing on, how can the rest of us cheer us on? How can we support PanCan? How can we volunteer? How can we share with someone who might be part of the community, pancreatic cancer community? Yes. Tell us every which way we can help you. Well, first of all, I want to make sure people know about our patient services program. If there is anyone who is, you know, dealing with pancreatic cancer, our patient services program is amazing. We have trained case managers who can provide comprehensive information about the disease from finding the best treatment or a clinical trial that's right for that patient to finding a specialist and, and really any information that, that a patient or family um, is, is looking for. So I definitely, that's services free of charge and want to make sure that people are aware of it and, and refer people to it. And where do they go to find that information? So pancan.org is our website. Um, so you can go to pancan.org, find our, our phone number. Um, there's also email address um, either way um, to, um, to get in touch with someone who can connect them to our patient services program. Right. Also at pancan.org, there's lots of ways to get involved. Um, PanCan has 60 volunteer affiliates around the country and different wow. communities all across the country um, with volunteer leaders um, that are, um, you know, raising awareness in their communities that are hosting our, um, our, our big fundraising event is our Purple Stride Walk event. So there are 60 Purple Stride Walks taking place all across the country um, that people can sign up and fundraise for, can attend, can volunteer. Um, and this year, we're really excited. Um, all 60 events are going to be held on the same day. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. A fun new um, way to do it on April 30th, 2022. 
Um, and the idea is that, you know, rather than having them on all different days, you know, at different times throughout the year, to have one day where the entire pancreatic cancer community is coming together to raise awareness, visibility, and funds. So we're really, um, really excited about it. And, you know, our, we'll be back in person um, on April 30th. We've, we've been doing virtual events now for the last year and a half. And so excited to, to hopefully be back, back in person all together. So terrific. And can we follow you guys on social media? Are there places to follow you on Instagram and all of that good stuff? Yes, and we have Facebook, Facebook Twitter, uh, Instagram. <laughs> so encourage everybody to um, to follow us, um, to, to learn more. Um, we also um, offer uh, webinars um, throughout the year on different topics related to pancreatic cancer. So a great, great way to get educated about the, the disease. If you go to our website at pancan.org, you can sign up to receive our email communications, which would then provide you with those opportunities um, you know, when, they're, when they're coming up. Um, November is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, so we've got lots of things going on during the month of November that people can also um, read more about uh, on our website at pancamp.org. Fantastic. And I'm sure there's a big donate button there as well. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> um, yes. Um, people, yes, you can go to our website um, to donate. And, and also, you know, if there is anyone who is interested and, um, you know, thinking about how they can fund a transformational gift to support research and some of our big research initiatives that we're focusing on right now, both around early detection and about accelerating new treatments, um, someone could also reach out and, and we would, you know, have one of our amazing um, uh, philanthropists get, get back to them to, to, to learn more. That's fantastic. Well, like I said, I have a new hero. And if I tell my board that you took your budget from this number to this number, the pressure is going to be on me in a really big way. But uh, I am just so in awe of you, Julie, and what you have done to a create this community to build it and to see it thrive and grow and all the lives that you've touched in the process. I mean, what what a gift, what a gift and what an inspiration. It really is incredible what you're doing. So thank you for taking some time out of your very busy day to share with us the remarkable work you're doing at PNCAN. Just you're awe-inspiring and it's just been a true privilege to talk to you. Oh, well, thank you so much, Heidi. Thank you. It's, it's um, I feel I'm honored to, to get to be a part of this community and do the work that I do. So I feel very, very lucky um, and am so grateful to all the supporters and donors and volunteers and constituents that, that support our cause. So thank you for sharing PanCan's story um, and getting the word out um, so that people know about us. It's truly our pleasure. And I know that all of our listeners are running to sign up for the walk and they're running to get their teams together right now. So I'm really excited about that. We're able to get the word out for you guys for that. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Charity Matters podcast. I really enjoyed talking to our guest, Julie Fleshman, about what it takes to start a business that truly changes people's lives. I think her comment about collaboration was beyond inspiring and true. To learn more about modern day heroes like Julie, or if you'd like to reach out to us, visit us at charity-matters.com or connect with us on Instagram at Charity Matters. If you enjoyed our conversation, we'd really love it if you shared this with your friends and family. And feel free 
to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Remember that together we can make a difference, one small act of kindness at a time. See you next time.